Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And I'm AJ Casada. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you would like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to twiz.io to sign up today. And what's up, agency owners? Welcome to another episode of How to Scale Agency. I'm excited for today because we have me and the wonderful Jordan Ross today. So if you didn't catch last week's episode, Jordan was teaching me his Twitter lead gen strategy, right? And we had this idea like, okay, Jordan wants to teach me Twitter lead gen. I wanted to teach him how we've built a really great Facebook community for agencies and how we're generating leads from that. So we said, hey, let's just record it. So guys, definitely check out last week's episode with Jordan. It was awesome. And now we're flipping the role and I'm going to help Jordan with his Facebook group funnel and how we can build an epic community around uh, Ethicker Consulting. So I'm excited. This is basically going to be like live action consulting and idea sharing. And I think this is really valuable for you guys. And by the way, guys, we're always testing different formats with the podcast, but we make this to help you out. So please email us. I'm AJ at RevenueBoost.net. Jordan, what are you? Jordan at eightfigureagency.co. Do it. We are always down to hear from you, answer your questions, and, and let us know like if you think, and, and leave us a review as well. If you're like, hey, I love the expert interviews, I love the client stories, whatever it is, just let us know and we'll do more of it. But today, new format and let's rock and roll. So Jordan, tell me just real quick, you know, you guys obviously generate leads through a lot of different mediums. And I know you've been, you started a Facebook community or you acquired a small Facebook community. And so far it's making you pretty sad, right? I feel so frustrated even like just talking about this. I purchased an active Facebook group this summer, which was a bad choice. Don't Mm -hmm. do that because I thought I could reactivate and that just really hasn't worked. I've hired two consultants to come tell me what to do, right? I used to, and if you even enable a screen share, I'll show you, but I used to do lives and then honestly, my Zoom integration got stopped working with my lives with Facebook and I haven't set it back up. So I know that's hurting me, but I have an admin, she repurposes my content and we do a lot of the, the right stuff. Like we have the pin posts, we're dropping content, you know, Solid basics, yeah. Yeah, so we're doing a lot. You could see this was last week. And I think she's she's actually stopped posting content consistently. But, you know, even doing some of this stuff like giveaways, but the the reach is so minimal, like five comments. So it's kind of like I put thousands of dollars into this group, like mm. so many thousands. Yeah. I just don't have the capacity to really run it, run it. Like it could be my face, but I need someone behind the door being For sure. uh, the manager. So it's do I start over? Do I reactivate this group? I would imagine just staying in this group and just yep. treating it as we're reactivating it rather than starting over because it's better to get people in it. So I, I'm just really not sure what to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm um, super frustrated along the journey because I want to generate leads from Facebook, but it's not working. Yeah. And it's we've all been there. It's frustrating for me too. Anytime you try a new channel and it doesn't work as well as you hoped or it doesn't work at all, it's like, fuck, I'm spending all this time, energy, money, and I'm not getting anything, right? At the same time, we always know that to make marketing work, to get leads, it's a process of optimizing and tweaking. So it's like, it's it's that, but it's also like, yeah, I get it. When it's not working, it's like, you just want to throw your hands up and just like go out for ice cream or a walk or something, right? So with that said, you said you hired two consultants. They didn't really help much. Or they gave you some ideas, but didn't really make a difference. I mean, I would say it was the basic stuff like you need to be doing a webinar a week. You need to be having um, pinned content. And granted, I haven't done a webinar, live webinar 
in here. I used to be doing live weekly, but yeah, like there's a lot that we're doing wrong. Even like we had someone post in the group 10 days ago and I'm not even in the group and no one commented. Like one of my admins should comment. So it's like, I'm really down to like scrape my team. And I've even reached out to a few people. I'm like, hey, like I'll do paper call. You run this group. Like I'm very open to hand the keys over to someone else to run the group and come in and run it with me. So yeah, that's just where I'm at. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So the things that the consultants told you, they're definitely good ideas, but they're just things that like you probably already know you should be doing. And honestly, a blog post could tell you like, yeah, have a pin post, do lives, right? So when I think about marketing strategy or like getting clients, I always think about like, what do I need to do in what order and why do I need to do it and how, right? Those are the things that I think about, right? It's like, what should this is going to grow my group, right? Why should I be doing this? Should I be doing it now or later? And then of course, then the last thing is like, okay, how am I going to execute it? Who's going to do it, right? So to back up, it's like, yeah, I would definitely, you're definitely around the money. Keep the group as is because even if out of those 2000 members, only hundred are active, which Facebook will tell you how many active members you have. Even if there's not too many active members, it still looks good that your group has 2000 because when someone else is looking at joining the group, they want to see there's people there, right? So just for the fact that, and I've told you this before, I think just for the fact that your group has people in it, it looks more like it's something, right? Even if they're not very active. So like I did, there's not really any point in starting over. There's always the opportunity of a possible like rebrand or like reinvigoration of the group. And like what you need now is like a revival strategy, right? That's what we're going to talk about today. A revival strategy, really. And by the way, guys, everyone listening, like even if you're doing other marketing channels, you can take these concepts today and still apply them anywhere. This is really what we're talking about is like marketing principles and the psychology behind it, right? But what you need is a revival strategy. You don't need to make a new group. So yeah, it's just more about like, how do I revive this group? and just keep it as is because it's definitely worth it for the reasons I said. Just having that presence shows people, okay, this is a group where stuff's happening if they see 2,000 people are there. So basically, the reason Facebook groups are awesome is because they're hard. And the reason Facebook groups suck is because they're hard. And what I mean by that is like a community is something different. Having a pop in Facebook group or whatever, a Discord community, doesn't really matter, is much more valuable to your business than having a popping Instagram feed or LinkedIn feed. The reason I say that is because when someone follows you on social media, they watch your content, they're following you from afar. And it's almost like you're speaking on stage and then going home, right? And it's valuable. But when you create a a community, it's more like you're hosting a conference and you're one of the speakers, but you're also like getting other speakers there. The speakers are bringing their tribe. You're meeting people, you're networking, and they can like talk to you and work with you and you can sell more stuff through all that, right? The reason I say that is because obviously it would be, if we think about real life, right? It would be harder to organize a conference than it would be organize a little event and like speak at a seminar, right? But the benefits are worth it, right? Because I truly believe anything that's really hard is that means other people are not going to do it, right? Which means once you crack it, you're going to have like really reap the rewards. So for example, Jeff Bezos built Amazon, literally like one of the hardest problems to solve, right? Like building, building what he built at Amazon. But now it's probably physically impossible to beat Amazon. Like nobody even has the balls to try to beat Amazon. So when you do hard things, it comes with a harder, like up, like a, like it comes with a harder, like harder early days. But once you crack it, the, the, the juice is worth the squeeze. Right. Um, and the reason communities are so powerful is because communities are like what we've been doing for thousands of years before we even had internet, before we even had buildings, we had tribes of people and they would help each other out, share ideas, get food together, hunt together. Right. So community is like tribal, right? When people join a community, it's not just like I'm following an influencer. It's like, wow, I'm part of something and I'm going to grow this. So one of the big benefits of a, of a popping community is that 
a community eventually takes life on its own. So for me, when I built my Facebook group, one of the best things I ever did, it was hard at first because I had to be like such a promoter. I had to be spending a lot of effort building this community, but now it takes a life on its own. So let's say that I take a week off spontaneously. There's still going to be people posting in the group because you have other creators there, right? And they're going to be inviting people to the group. They're going to be telling people about the group, right? So basically all that say, like a community is harder to get that critical mass, but once you have it, you reap the exponential benefits. So like all that to say, just to at least motivate you that like it's really worth it to keep it going. Now the question is, if we know communities are worth it, if we know it's like, it's like ties into people's identity. And also if we know that I believe the world is going more towards communities, I think people are getting like, there's like separation between influencers. And now with all this AI crap, okay, AI is great. But I, in terms of AI crap, I mean, AI content and more and more like AI stuff is going to be produced and people are going to kind of be like sick of that, in my opinion. And they're going to be craving more authenticity. And a community is the best way to like be authentic with your followers and actually, because you're kind of at their level, you're a step above their level. But like when you're in a community, it's like as close as someone can get to you besides working with you, right? So there's, yeah, really, really powerful stuff behind why we're doing the community. Now, as far as how to make it work, I think the first thing you need to think about is who is going to be your community manager. So we can talk about that role because yeah, like the community is a lot of work to build, which is why Dude, I know people that have 20,000 group members and they've given up on it because they can't keep up with it, right? So like, we can talk about strategy on reviving it, content, all that, whatever is going to be valuable. But let's talk about, let's talk about how you can get this community grow. The first thing is like, who's going to be handling all of the logistics? This is only going to be sustainable for you if you're just creating content and strategizing and doing lives, right? That's kind of what you mentioned earlier, right? So we got to figure out how can everything else besides doing lives and strategizing and making content be done by someone else. So I think that's probably where we should start is like the community manager uh, role. Thanks for all that. Where could I find a community manager? Because I, I have one, but I'm like over her. Yeah. Because it's just, she replied to a comment like, like a community manager should be responding to comments like daily as an example, right? Yep. We had an issue where, you know, she was like, you have an overdue invoice, we're done. I'm like, I didn't see the invoice. Like, I would just want to fucking pay you directly. Can you just go through my billing? I'm very over this person. Yeah, fair. Do you have any recommended community managers or where could I find them? Yeah, so I think first um, I'll explain what's involved in managing community. And then you might even, that might even be like, oh, I know someone. And if not, I could definitely, yeah, recommend you some people for sure. So like a community manager, by the way, a, this can be a five or $10 an hour role. All the most of the tasks they're doing are pretty basic. It's more about the SOPs. And I'm happy to share like some of my SOPs with you too on this. But I think... In terms of finding the person, I'll walk through the four stages of a Facebook group or the four KPIs, and then you can know more what's involved to like book calls from this. And then we can talk about like who that person is. And you might even have some ideas after you see the, how the funnel works. Right. And do you guys have like SOPs for this role too? That you just... Everything. Yeah. This is the one role we have the most like SOP'd out pretty much. Okay. By the way, it's a new term, SOP'd out. That would be look cool on a t-shirt, right? SOP'd out, baby. <laughs> so cool. So Facebook group funnels. So Okay, let's say like a moderate, like six month goal, like in terms of how many calls you want to generate or like, what do you, I can also give you some benchmarks, but like, like the minimum, what's a milestone where once you get there, client wise, revenue wise, you're like, okay, now I feel good. And now I'm ready to put more energy into it. Here's the thing, right? Like my capacity, my constraint is like, I just don't have the time to put into it. So it's not like if we were, I would say today, so I'm like five or six months into it. If I were booking five to 10 appointments a month, I'd be content. I'd feel oh, somewhat yeah. encouraged. Like gotcha. in six months from today, that feels like such a small number. But if we're booking 10 appointments a month from the group in six months, 
six months just feels like so much time. So I'm like, I should be shooting for more. But I would say at minimum, if it's only 10, like, I guess I'm content. Cool. So 10 quality book calls a month would make you feel like happy about the community as a starting point and not at least like ripping your hair out. No, I would definitely want to be ripping my hair because we can convert. We could convert if we have 10. Yeah, sweet. That's awesome. Okay, cool. So that's going to be the first milestone. I mean, I would say even when my community was only a few thousand members, like we were still getting a couple clients a month for like high ticket sales. So like, I think uh, in terms of the roles, there's community manager and appointment setter. Again, we'll, we'll revisit the roles after, but like the way you really monetize the community, I don't have a big community. I have 7,000 members, but we monetize it well. We make sure everyone who's in there, yes, they're getting free value, but they also like are learning about our offer if they want to reach out and we start convers these conversations, right? So community manager keeps the community pumping and alive and, and great and saves you time. And the setter is what makes money from the community. You can make money from a community without a setter, but like, especially when you're doing small numbers, like you need a setter who's like in there and is like talking to people. We'll revisit roles at the end, but at least there's some context there. So now there's four stages of a Facebook group or again, any community, it could be a discord group, whatever, but we're talking about Facebook here. So there's four stages and kind of four like KPIs. There's new group members. That's like traffic, right? I got, I need to consistently be getting new people in my group because new people bring new energy. Someone comes in your group the first week, they're going to be more likely to engage, talk, introduce themselves, right? So new group members is, is stage one. Then there's engagement stage and it's a KPI as well. How, how engaged are the posts? I care more about like how engaged, how many people are commenting or liking rather than reach is good too. But really the key is like how many people are actually talking in this community, right? Because if it's just a place to post content, like LinkedIn's better for that, right? Um, or anywhere else. So engagement is one. Then there's conversation started, which is an easy KPI, right? That's kind of stage three in the funnel. That's a set of reaching out. How you doing? Welcome to the community. Anything I could do for you, right? Sort of thing. And then stage four is call offer. And then, I mean, if we want to really just, of course, say stage five is kind of obvious, but it's call booked, right? So those are the five like phase. And there's, there's sub phases in each because even with an engagement, you can look at how many views am I getting in my live? How many people are showing up to the live? How many people are commenting, right? Um, new group members, you can be like, okay, well, how many views are we getting on the group? How many people are joining? How many people are actually answering the group questions? How many of them are qualified? So there's many KPIs in each, but just to keep things simple, we can in now leave room to ask questions after, right? Because yeah, that one will make your head blow up, right? Because it can make you more just like, all right, now screw this. Now I'm less motivated, right? <laughs> so um, yeah, there's more like granular you can get, but the biggest one is those five stages. Am I getting people in? Are they engaging? Are they talking to me? Am I offering calls to some of them? And are they booking calls? I'll go into each of the five, but just any quick thoughts or questions on that? Now I'll keep rolling. The agencies that do the best and grow the most are the ones that have excellent offers, great marketing, and great sales systems. Now, the customer acquisition process can be really hard to master. There's a lot that goes into generating leads, closing deals, building a sales team. Especially since our industry is so competitive and there's so many agencies and freelancers out there, it makes it really hard to stand out and grow and win you know, the clients that you want. Now, fortunately, we've created a free Facebook community with trainings, weekly live sessions, and tons of really valuable networking opportunities with six, seven, and eight-figure agency owners. You can find it here on Facebook at B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. So right now, go to Facebook, do a search and type in B2B sales and marketing secrets. Or you can just add me on Facebook, AJ Casada, and find the link on my profile. There's also a free mini course inside on how to generate more leads, close more deals, and scale your agency. I highly recommend you join. It'll only take one minute. And if you ever need any questions or need advice, just email me at aj at revenueboost.net. So again, if you ever want to drop me a question, email me at aj at revenueboost.net. I love helping agencies and sharing ideas about how they can grow further. 
And again, go join our free Facebook community, guys. It's so valuable. We have great trainings in there, great posts, and tons and tons of content that we don't normally share with the public. So go to the Facebook group right now, B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets. Drop me a message once you're in there. I love to connect with our community members and check out the video trainings and the free course we have inside. See you there. Now back to the show. No, I wrote them down. I think the biggest barrier I'm going to have initially, AJ, is the capacity to implement this. Yeah. Because I set aside time every week to prioritize attribution sources. So I could I could set aside time to, to work on Facebook. I'm not feeling so encouraged where I'm like, for sure, thinking Facebook is going to be worth the initial time. So we'll kind of go back, keep going. I'll, I guess I'll talk to you offline, but I'm almost wondering like, who could I find that if I had the right framework could really drive this for me? Yeah. Through your framework. That, cool. but, but also knows groups and doesn't need a lot of training. That's the- Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I'll, I'll breeze through this and then we can talk more about like the strategy and the plan and the hiring. Cause I think that's, yeah, like I told, told you with you on that, right? So I'm just gonna touch on some tips for each of those five stages. And of course, if, if you guys like this, enjoy it, we can talk offline. Anyone listening, we could do more episodes on this subject with community growth. Also for you, Jordan, about like six months ago, I did a podcast on how I've grown my Facebook community. Anyone listening as well, if you scroll down, you'll see me talking about this a while ago, and that's going to be like more in depth on these stages. But yeah, that's going to be pretty cool too. You could also Google AJ Casada, and you'll see like I've been on other people's podcasts talking about the same thing. So more stuff that, and I'll, I'll link you to that offline, Jordan. But quick things on the five stages. There's new group members. We drive traffic by our VAs inviting people on Facebook to the group, friending people, and doing a little bit of DMing. Not like spam DMing, but like a little bit of it, right? So my, my VAs had SOPs where add this many people a day to the group, right? Send as many invites, send as many friend requests, et cetera, right? The biggest thing though, is I use cold email to get myself booked on, cold email and networking to get myself booked onto top podcasts. So the best thing I did, when I first launched my Facebook community, I knew it was gonna be a drag. So what I did was I emailed the, the future, Christo. He's got 2 million subscribers on YouTube, connected with him, can send him a good cold email. And then next thing I know, he invited me to the channel to speak about cold outreach and cold email and LinkedIn, right? Different topic, but. That video got 40,000 views and it got about a thousand community members within a week. And we converted like at least 10 clients from that right away. So, so there's adding people on Facebook. So native Facebook posting, right? Then there's your Facebook profile, which is like your profile should be optimized towards the group. Your profile should be like a landing page for the group, meaning cover photo in your profile, link to the group, right? Pin post that promotes the group that, so basically just when you friend people and when you post on Facebook, they're going to see that and want to join the group, right? So there's. So that's like the native, like what you can do with inside of Facebook. When you want to go outside of Facebook, do these two things. Have your other traffic sources, LinkedIn, Facebook, podcast, whatever, promote the group. And then also use OPA, other people's audiences. Because dude, like this took off my business because when I started my Facebook community, we just started revenue boost. So I actually planned this kind of community launch in advance. And I linked up with this influencer. We went to like zero to 50K in like the first like four months without spending on ads. And it was largely because I did this collaboration and I had a community funnel that was optimized to bring people into. I wouldn't expect that quick growth, but like the, the best organic growth hack is just other people's audience, right? Like you don't need to always create traffic. There's already traffic happening on the internet in your niche. Go partner with people that are already in the traffic flow and ask them to give value to their audience, right? So that was really huge for me because when I started Revenue Boost, I didn't want to invest much money to pay ads. I didn't have a sales process yet. So I'm like, look, let me just go all in on, on cold email and this community 
And um, I partnered with a couple of other influencers to like, and I, I didn't have to pay them. I just had to give a kick-ass value to their audience and, you know, get in the door with them. So that's a good growth hack on the new, on the traffic. And then from there, it's engagement, set her to start conversations, a set her to offer calls to people through conversations, and then, you know, getting calls booked from that. So that's like, we'll stop there. I think the biggest thing right now is like a strategy to get new group members in and then engagement, which will come from the weekly lives and from like a content strategy that's um, fit for Facebook. So I'll stop there, but like, yeah, that's really the biggest tips around getting more people in. Yeah, I, I have never heard that. That's a, unbelievable. How do Which you, part? the the influencer going to other groups doing webinars, which webinars right now is actually one of my big strategies. Like, because when I get in front of people, I talk about a topic that no one talks about, but everyone goes through it. So it's a lot of value. And it's actually been one of my niches. I want to be doing a webinar every week. So if you have space in your community and you want me to come and do a webinar, hey, I'm available. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. But I also yeah. think about webinars make sense. Engagements, like I feel like we need like a two part conversation or like an hour conversation on this. Yeah. But yeah, we could pause here for a listeners like as an initial action. But my final question would be, what's a simple process to find the right groups? I'm assuming it's just a simple search in groups scraping the groups, finding the admin, then going to like Apollo or whatever and scraping their email and then emailing them? Like it, what's the process to actually get in front of these people? What did you mean by, let's say the last part about scraping the email? How are you, what is the process to find the right groups to cold email, say, hey, I saw you're running a Facebook group with agency owners. We, I've worked with over 800, I've worked with 150. We talked about this topic. I think we could, if you're open to it, I'd love to do a yep. webinar on this topic. Like what's your process for that to find the right people? Awesome question. And I'll also leave a quick few minutes to talk about where to find this community manager because that's another big piece for you. But yeah, this could definitely be a two-part conversation because there's a lot to unpack here, right? So, okay. So how do we use the OPA strategy, right? I stumbled into this out of need, out of accident, and it blew up my business when we started. So much so that I had to like kind of pause and like optimize my fulfillment before we really scaled further. But what you do is you just basically like, okay, go as high as possible, right? I literally like went to the biggest influencer in my niche, this was the first partnership I reached out to and I was one for one. Maybe I got lucky, but I also like researched him, sent a really well-written personalized email, got on a call with them, sent them a video of what I could do. So they like, basically like, not, don't expect it's going to be one for one. But like when I started this, I just went straight to the biggest guy that has the biggest audience in my niche and just went for the collab. And I think a lot of people would, wouldn't do that because they think, because when I started this, I didn't have revenue boost. It was just, I had like a, a website, but like we were literally like pre-starting a business, right? So I think a lot of people in my shoes would have been like, oh, that's, he's too high up there. He's too not accessible. Fuck it. Just do it. You'd lose nothing by sending a cold email to someone, right? So it was a cool learning lesson for me because I'm like, nobody's out of reach. Nobody's, if you can give value, like nobody's, nobody's bigger than you, right? They might have a bigger following, but it's another human, right? So there might've been a little bit of luck involved too, but like that was huge for me to just get the first guy to like post about me and then have me on his YouTube and then like, yeah, 40,000 views, $100,000 later, like here we are just from that one video. I still to this day get people saying, AJ, I saw you on the future. It was a great training on cold outreach. I'd love to connect. And they join our group two years later, which is bonkers. Um, as far as how to find these people, go the highest first. You don't want to automate this at all. You can have a VA make a list of all the podcasts in your niche. And I think we were talking about this in Slack because we were talking about doing this for the podcast as well, like getting ourselves booked on other places. So you can scroll up in our Slack chat. You'll, you'll see that from like a couple weeks back, but Basically, it's the same as any outreach process. The reason I love cold outreach, cold email is because you can use it for other things besides getting clients. It's the same process. If I want to get clients, I build a list, I write copy, and I message them, right? 
If I want to get myself booked on podcasts or speaking engagements to grow my personal brand, I build the list, I message them, and I follow up, right? However, when you're doing this, this is a very like personalized quality first approach. You're not trying to spam a thousand influencers. You're better off picking like 20 podcasts and just writing a very personalized curated message to them, right? And like you can train a team member to write down, but honestly, it's this is the highest leverage thing I've done. It literally didn't take me that much time and it's hundreds of thousands of dollars in free marketing money like from that, right? So um, it's worth doing yourself, but of course later you could templatize this, right? So anyways, you, you find the influencers that you think have your audience, right? And would be open to collabs. If they've ever had a guest on their channel, on their podcast, their YouTube, their whatever, then you know they're open to collabs, right? And most people are. This is how content creators, you, you tell me this about Twitter, right? It's the same thing, right? So find people that are, so first have the VA build a list of podcasts or YouTubes or Facebook groups. Then you get the content information. And then you basically just kind of craft your average strategy, right? It could be the same template, but you should customize a lot of it to like, I love your show. You know, you could have a VA do this part. A VA could, a VA could go to their last episode, use harper.ai to summarize it. It's a really cool, like it's a Chrome extension that summarizes videos, which is awesome. Yeah, basically have your VA like go to their podcast or whatever and just find something about one of their recent episodes that they can compliment on or comment on to show that you're a listener, right? So basically templatize the outreach, but just have the have the VA find like what is something personalized I can say. And it could be like, I love that last episode. I saw that, you know, I know that you preach the importance of company culture. I'm all about that. And that's why I wanted to reach out to you to collaborate because I also help people with, you know, X, Y, Z, right? So like personalize the outreach, make, show them that you're not just another random dude trying to jack their audience. You actually know them. You see, you see a good like connection and point out a gap. So when I got on Chris Doe's channel, I said, Hey dude, you have so much awesome sales content, but I haven't seen anything about helping agencies get leads. That's what I do. Would you like an expert to give you a really awesome presentation on this? In a nutshell, that's what my email was like. It was more personalized and more specific as I mentioned, but like in a nutshell, that's kind of the, the vibe of the copy when you reach out to these people. Yeah, no, this is a lot of good stuff. I'll start with finding someone to make a list. Do we have a yeah. list of podcasts? I, I know, or do you have a list of podcasts or Facebook groups already? Because obviously we're kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll share my list with you and maybe we can both build a list together between our VAs. I shared it in the Slack a while ago, but I'll bump it up. We can collaborate together on that. And also I can recommend you to a few people, some podcasts I've been on. That um, would be great. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be great. Let's start there. And what I'll do is I'll ping you a few questions offline, but Dude, thank you so much for the initial high level. I'm assuming we'll probably have a part two for people, but maybe we'll do like a reciprocated, we do yours, we do mine type of part. Yeah, sure, man. Definitely have to keep chatting about it and um, don't give up on it. It's pain in the ass of the star, but it's worth it in the end. 100%. All right, man. Thanks, bro. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening and tell us what you think. It really motivates us a lot to make more episodes and helps us out a ton with getting the show out there. Now, if you're trying to grow and get more clients and you'd like me and my team to help you come up with a personalized growth strategy for your agency, we can help. Head over to revenueboost.net slash contact and you can book a growth call with my team. This will be a one-on-one -on -one call where we'll show you what's working right now when it comes to generating leads, booking calls, and acquiring clients at scale. And you can learn about our programs where we can work with you to help your agency scale and get you more dream clients. Again, head over to revenueboost.net slash contact and see you on the next episode.